Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. If you're just joining us, this is the Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to Topic B. Let me give you an, an imagine for a minute. The year is 2023. And imagine you're a big executive at a major oil company. With the growing alarm about climate change and the rise of a viable electric vehicle industry, both retail and commercial, how would you go about estimating just how much oil the world would need per day in 2050, some 27 years from now? that sounds too far out, let me, let me put this in better perspective for you. Like most major essential industries in the United States and around the world, the whole crude oil exploration, extraction, processing, transportation, delivery takes billions of dollars and years of lead time. Right now, these, these officials are looking at the world trying to figure out how much money do I need to spend in order to produce and meet the demand for oil 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now? Because it takes years to create a new field. You got to explore it, find it, strike oil, deduce if you can get it out at a cost you can afford, put in all the infrastructure. That alone, even if they found oil today, it could be five, 10 years before they could get the first drop out the field. And then they're looking at the life of the fields that they're using, which could be anywhere from 20 to 50 years. So it's not a futile exercise for these officials to be looking at this. But like any industry that has a vested interest in something, as you're looking at big oil, obviously the folks that have the most to gain or lose are the ones that are most conservative. And their take on it, depending on who you are, and I'll go down the list here just to give an example of the thinking in the industry, or maybe the not thinking of the industry, uh, or they're whistling past the graveyard. The Secretary General of OPEC said that the cartel believes global demand for oil will hit 110 million barrels a day by 2045. And that's as far out as OPEC currently projects, 110 million barrels of crude oil a day. ExxonMobil, Major oil company in the United States, Global Reach, said that the chances of the world getting the net zero are low because of the drop in living standards it would cause. Put a pin in that. The company expects global oil demand to still be roughly 100 million barrels a day by 2050. So a difference of about what? 10 million barrels a day between OPEC and Exxon. And do you notice how they're both thinking that way? Uh, and their argument, ah, uh, you know, ah, uh, climate change, you know, it's a thing, but it's not going to be a big thing. EVs, ah, it's a passing fad. Ah, the rest of the world's going to need oil. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're good. But if they're wrong, based on what they believe, they will commit billions of dollars, thousands of jobs, change, make or break communities and some small countries based on the decisions, based on what they believe right now under reality. So if they're in denial about climate change, which they kind of are, if they're in denial about where we're going as a world and the need to make the change, if you're an investor right now in the oil industry, what are you thinking? The investors don't believe them, to be blunt with you. The investors think 
that it's still too early to call, that they don't necessarily agree with big oil's projections for that much consumption a day. And notice, a few minutes ago, notice Exxon didn't start with their number. They said, oh my goodness, if we, if oil consumption dropped, oh, it's going to ruin the standard of living for people. Not, we need to make a change and the world is making a change and it's necessary to make a change. No, we're going to preserve and ride this horse as long as we can. Now, let me tell you the thinking of some of the European oil companies. Royal Dutch Shell. Their latest energy security report looks at two scenarios. Even with no new climate policies, they think demand for oil will fall by 10%. Well, I'm sorry, not 10%, 25% on trends it's already seeing in the market. Or if it gets really bad, close to 60% in an accelerated scenario, which climate regulations get tighter. Shell says, you know what? In the real world, legislatures are waking up, the world is waking up, and they're legislating a reduction in the use of carbon-based fuels, which means it's going to impact us and it's going to impact where we spend our money. BP, who owned, was a major investor in Prudhoe Bay, and they sold their major investment to somebody else. They've looked at two what-if scenarios in addition to the most aggressive net zero one. They estimate that oil production would decline by roughly 25% on trends that it's seeing. You know, I'm sorry, I got these mixed. Shell was 10%, BP was 25%. But in both cases, both European companies, they said, hey, this is real and it's going to impact us and we need to look at it. Now, to be fair, to be fair, Shell and BP kind of reversed themselves a little bit. They looked at it. But they're still drilling. They're still doing a thing. But at least they've got it out there that if it does come to pass, they're ready to do for. They're ready to do something about it. Exxon Mobil, not so much. Any others? You know, you can list Conoco and the the rest. Pretty much the same way. But honestly, does anybody really know? We know. Here's what we do know. We know that cities, states count countries are banning, not just banning the use of the burning of fossil fuels, but some have even gone far as coming to grips with single-use plastics, which to a point, the oil industry did mention that that could be an issue, that they said in developing countries, as the middle class swells, consumers are likely to spend more on packaged goods. That will send the demand for oil-based inputs to make virgin plastic soaring, barring better recycling rates or bans on single-use plastic. And if you talk to anybody, once you get past transportation and you want to find out what the, what the bane is, what the problem is, is what they call single-use plastic. Not the Tupperware that you're going to use for 15 years. It's the packaged goods that comes in the plastic, in your salad, in your yogurt, whatever you're using, in the pop bottle that you use once and you throw it away. That's the problem because so little of that gets recycled and it ends up somewhere everywhere. And the oil necessary to make those products are an issue. And that's going to continue to be a thing. So on to one end, yeah, we're going to make some progress relative to transportation around the world. 
but it's going it could be offset by a continued use of single use plastics which is the next battleground by the way for people serious about climate change we've got to take a look at how we package things and think ask some hard questions you know is it the best thing for the planet it's the best thing for us landfills are filling up we got no place to put this stuff so it goes a little bit deeper than even oil use it's resource use and maybe there's a better way of doing things but yeah the shareholders don't look convinced by arguments oil still has a long road ahead and they're convinced that stock and they're reflecting it in the stock prices of all of these so we're gonna see because they think the oil industry is in limbo we are the tech mobility show Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out and be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information.